0: So we are at the beginning of the Gemora, at the very bottom of page 49b which is the last line and a half of page 49b. So we, we saw the Mishnah that depending the amount of people, the different types of zimun a person makes. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel the says, a person always shouldn't exclude himself from the rest of the people. What he means to say, look in Rashi, that even though there's four people, he shouldn't say borhu. he shouldn't tell y- others you should bless, but rather she said, nevarech, let's together bless. Toysos uh, brings from Yerushalmi, the Yerushalmi asked a question, why in Zimun is better to say nevarech, including oneself, why ensure both the chazan and when a person gets an aliyah, he says Baruch, like telling other people. And he says, so in the name of Yerushalmi, that because he's gonna say Ashemah Mevorach, the word the one that is blessed, so then both the chazan and in Aliyah, he's gonna say Baruch Hashema mevorach he's gonna include himself. But in Zimun, if you only would say but who is Hashem? He wouldn't be including himself, and that's why Shmuel says it's better to always include yourself when it's uh, regarding praising Hashem. The Gemara is gonna ask Akasha to Shmuel from the very same Mishnah that we just uh, finished. Says the Mishnah: "Tznan is being taught in the Mishnah, b'shlosha ve'u, when there's three people besides him, the leader, Homer borhu." The leader should say, you should bless. And the Gemara understands from the Mishnah that it, this is even a better praise. Look in Rashi, because in a way, it's like more people. Only, not, not only me, but all, also you, another three, you should bless. Also, Tesu says, what is the advantage of saying Borhu, according to this opinion? Because Nevareh sounds like, okay... It's like asking for permission, let's bless. But if you tell somebody else, borchu, you're like commanding people to bless and to praise Hashem. So it, it would seem that when you have four people or more, it's better to say bless, that it would be better to say borchu than to say nevarech, let's bless. Says the Gemara, no, that's not what the Mishnah means. What the Mishnah means, eima af borchu mikol nevarech hadif so i started going already to page noon and let me translate so shmuel answers no what the mishnah means to say that if there are more than three you could either say or you could say by including yourself but nevertheless to include yourself in praising hashem will always be better because the more people including praising praising hashem by you including yourself the better Uh, i want to give as usually i give simanim and it's interesting at the very beginning in the in the beginning lines of page noon page 50 we're going to find five words that start with the letter noon and noon is the number of the page noon 50 page noon one, the one I just read, that says, which is the fourth word of the first line of the page, with including yourself, starts with the nun, So it's a good statement because that is the main point of this teaching of Shmuel. It's better to say with the nun, that to say without the nun. so we are starting page nun. This is the first one. And then the Gemara brings a proof for this. The Amaravada, Amri Berab. Ravada Baraba said they've been teaching us in the academy in the yeshiva the same principle based on the Mishnah that we're going to see shame in the bottom of this page. Tanina is been taught in the Mishnah. Shisha, Nechlakin. So a second word in the second line that starts with the letter Nun and an important word, Nechlakin. Remember Nen, Nun, page 50. Nechlakin is split. If there are six people that ate together bread, they can split into two groups because each one will have three people to make uh, their own zimun add Asara, up until ten, which means six, seven, eight, or nine, can split into small groups. Each one has their own zimun. Once you reach ten, you shouldn't split because with ten, you know you make the zimun with the name Elokeinu. So, what do we see from here? If you say, like Shmuel, and would we okay that to say, including yourself is better, what is the same? That's why the Mishnah says, if you have six, you can split into two groups. But if you tell me to say Baruch, when there's more than three, at least four, that would be even better. Am I nechlakin? Why the Mishnah would say that six can split into two groups of three? Let them keep together, so like this, the leader can command others, bless, you should bless, borchu. rather, you learn from this Mishnah that it's okay to split into two groups of three, nevarech, that to say nevarech, it's okay. Some have the word adiv, it's even better than borjo I have here from here. Rashi takes away the word adiv because, according to Rashi, we don't see in the Mishnah it's better to say Nevarech than Barcho, but at least you see that it's okay to say Nevarech by splitting the two groups of six into three and three. Taninamiak another Braissa proving Shmuel's point that to say Nevarech is even better. The first opinion on the Braissa says shamar Ben Shamar Nevarech Whether a person, the leader says Borhu or says Nevarech if there are more than three people, it's okay, you don't you, you, you don't make a case out of it, you let him go. But there's people that the, the, the Braissa calls them the Nagdanin. Nagdani looking Vashi, Rashi says, Dafkanin. People do things vedafka. Now, it doesn't mean to say, like now in South Africa, ah, uh, here's bedafka uh, going against. No. Rashi says, the perfectionists. People that want to do alaha in the right way, so says the Braisa. They, if you said, borhu Tavsimoiso, they would be not angry, but they would tell you that's wrong, Alkah. Because According to the Nagda- Nagdanin, the best way to say is like Shmuel, Nevarich, to include yourself. So you see from this Brisa, it proves also Shmuel's point. And I'm going to use again the third word, an important word on this page. We start with the letter Nun, Nagdanin. So these people, Dafkanim, is with the letter Nun in page Nun, the to do mitzvahs in the proper way. Continues the brisa from the blessings a person makes, you can tell whether he's a Torah scholar or not. And the Brayside the, the gives us different examples. Rabbi O'Imei Rabbi Denasi says, we know in the Zimmon we say, instead of So what is the difference? is like a general expression that we are praising Hashem through whose goodness we live. So that is the proper way. And if somebody says like that, it's a scholar. But if a person says with the letter mem, umituvo, sounds like from his good. And it sounds like, in Rashi, like excluding, that is not from everything. It sounds like just minimal sustenance Hashem gave us. So, says the price, this is an ignorant. To say with the letter mem would be ignorance because you're limiting the praise as if Hashem only gives you the minimum amount for sustenance. Therefore, we have to say whose through whose goodness we live is a general praise towards Hashem. Now, the Gemara is going to question this price. But hold on. Actually, we find in the book of Shmuel that when David the Melech into Hashem, he said, um, He told him, "From your blessing, may may you may the house of your servant be blessed forever." So also David the used the word with the letter mem. So it's not wrong to say David Amelech said, from from your blessing. So what is wrong with that? So he told him as an answer, Ravdimi tu Avaye. No. That Pasuk, that verse of David Amelech, he said, He was requesting from Hashem. So when you are requesting, look in Rashi, it's not proper to request everything. That's chutzpe. Your request like a poor person, give me a little bit. So that's why David Melech minimized his request as he was praying to Hashem. With the letter Mem, from your blessing, please let the house of your sermon be blessed. But when it comes to praise Hashem, you should praise Uvetuvo from everything. Says the Gemara, but hold on. There's another verse in Talim there is also a request and it says open wide your mouth open your mouth wide and says Hashem ask me anything and I will give it to you so we see even when it comes to a request it would be okay to to ask Hashem for everything says the Gemara no that verse He's referring to when it comes to spiritual matters, especially from learning Torah, definitely open your mouth and ask Hashem everything. Say, Hashem, please help me keep on learning the Dafyomi. It's getting difficult, but I trust you're going to help me. So when it comes to spiritual matters, not only the Yomi but the entire Torah, ask for everything. But David Melech was requesting from material things. Material things, you shouldn't ask too much. That's why I said uh, but when it comes to praising, you definitely should praise from everything and for everything. When I continue with different teachings of the proper way of making the Zimun, Tanya, Rabbi Oimer, Rabbi says, if the person said, and uh, who, uh, who, from your, um, I'm sorry, through whose goodness Ha-inu, now the point is the word ha-inu, We live. A person should include himself, praising Hashem, that who uh, by whose through whose goodness we live. Ha-inu, including himself. Areza This is the proper way. But if s- said instead of it says the word Chaim, through whose goodness people live, Arizebur. This is an ignorant, because he's excluding himself as. If not from his goodness, uh, he's, also li- uh, he's, um, he's also living. It's like uh, only other people live. But the Gemara brings in the Braisa, Narbelians, they disagree with Rabbi, Umar According to this, Narbelians, and this is the fourth word that you can remember, starts with the letter Nun, Narbelians, they disagree. And according to them, to say Uvituvo Chaim, Includes everybody. If you say "chayinu," it makes, it makes it sound like only we live, but not other people also. Belis alchasake Narbelay, but the lacha doesn't fall the norveleans. Rather, we should say "vutuvoh chayinu." Omer rabbiyoh hanan, another uh, teaching on the proper way of making the zimun. Amariv hanan nevarer shachanu misheloi arizet almichocham. If you say again in a general way let's bless shahanu, he of whose we have eaten this is okay but if you say let's bless to the one that we ate from him for sure this is a mistake because you make it sound like if different providers of food by using the word lemit to the one that provides us oh let me bless the one that provided me this food maybe it's the host and not Hashem so th- rather keep it general he of whose we have eaten but they're going to ask a question on this but we we say in the god of Pesach eh, towards the end of the Magin before we say the Alel that therefore we have an obligation to exalt and to praise to the one that made for our ancestors and for us all these miracles. So we use the word lemi, to the one. So what would be wrong in the simon to also use the word to the one lemi? Amarle, Sorabashi answered to him, no. Asam, muhamil se, man avinisi kuchabrihu. No, over there is clear in the Gala of Pesach, let's praise to the one that made all these miracles. So over there is clear, we're talking about Hashem, a human being Moshe Rabbeinu didn't didn't do the miracles. So when it comes to the Gala, to say to the one, it's okay. But when it comes to saying the Zimun, if you say, let's thank to the one that gave us the food, it might imply that you're referring to the host. And just to end up with the fifth word, That starts with the letter nun, the word nisim, miracles. So, five words with the letter nun uh, from the beginning until here the word nevarech, which is the proper way of making the zimon, including yourself. The word nechlakin in the Mishnah here in the bottom of the page, that when you you have six, they can split into different groups. Then, nagdanin the people that are experts, that they're very uh, perfectionist then Nierbilians and the word Nisim. Another teaching of the proper way of making a zimun. Omar Rav Baruch Shachan Mishelo, Arezit If you make it general, bless, again, he of whose we have eaten from him, it's okay. But if you say, a HaMichocham is a scholar, but if you say, Baruch Alamazon Shachan Mishelo, if you say, bless for the food that we ate, so then a is an ignorant, because it sounds like you're blessing the food instead of blessing Hashem, or praising Hashem. On this, the son of Rav Yeshua comments, this, that you shouldn't say, for the food, it wasn't said, that's only when three people ate together. The <coughs> Because over there, that you don't mention the name of Hashem, it might mistakenly be understood <coughs> as a thanking to the food. But when there's a of 10 people, <coughs> they're going to add the, the name of Hashem, then it becomes clear that you are praising Hashem and you're not praising the food. And we find this text at the very end of the Mishnah, at the bottom of the previous page. When the Mishnah, according to the opinion, then the more the people, the, ver- the larger the praise. And he said, not only the pe- person making the zimun makes such a praise, but everybody answers according to the opening praise of the leader. So when there's 10,000 people, you say, Baruch Hashem Eloke Israel, blesses Hashem, the God of Israel, Eloke Atzwaos, the God of the legions, Yesheva Kurubim, the one that dwells in the Kurubim. And then it says, Alamazon Shachano, for the food that we ate. So we see that once you mention the name of Hashem, it wouldn't be a problem to also mention a thanks for the food that we ate. Okay, up until now was the proper way of making the Zimun. Now we're going to move on, on to the different opinions on the Mishnah. The Mishnah started saying, uh, saying us, that it wouldn't make no difference whether 10 people ate or whether 10 times 10,000. You would still make the same zimun. This itself contradicts itself because that is the same whether you have ten or ten times ten thousand. So Alma Kyade Dinu we see from that statement is the same. The other Kesani, and then the Mishnah continues making difference. If there's a hundred, Omer, you add more names of Hashem. Be'elev Omer, with a thousand people, you add even more no- names of Hashem. Berivoy, with 10,000, you add even more, no- we're, we're, we're more names of Hashem. So, so it's contradictory. Omar Rav Yosef, we spoke about it yesterday in the previous page, said Rav Lokasha. Now, this is not a contradiction. Arab Yosef Lili Arabi Kiv, we say in the Mishnah, there's two opinions. So Rabbi Yossi Aglili is the one that he holds that the more the people, the more the praise. But according to Rabbi Kiva, he's the one that said, doesn't matter whether there are 10 or 10 10 times 10,000, you always say the same praise. There's none because that's the end of the Mishnah. Rabbi Yossi Aglili says, According to the amount, to to, to how large is the group, the congregation, that is what you praise. And he's quoting the verse in congregations in keilas. you should bless Hashem. So it's in plural Makelos Keilot communities. So the bigger the group, the also the more important the praise you should use. This is Rabi Yosegili. But then Amar Kive, but Kiva challenged that. Being, bringing a from Shul. Just like in Shul, it doesn't matter whether there are ten people davening or a hundred or a thousand, you don't change the praise that you use. It's the same thing says Rabbi Kiva, when it comes to, to Simon, you shouldn't change the praise. So the Gemara asks Rabbi Kiva, but hold on, Rabbi he was using, he was quoting as a source of errors, according to the communities. So what does Rabbi Kiva do with that verse? He uses that verse uh, for a different teaching of the same verse according to Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Meir used to say beautiful, how do we know that even the embryos in the wombs, in the uterus of the mothers and Yam, they were also praising and singing Shirata Yam in the miracle of the crossing of the Red Sea. Shenemar from this verse. From the congregations, you should bless Hashem Elohim Hashem, Mimekor Israel, from the source of Israel So what is the source of Israel? So according to Rabbi Meir, this is a reference to the womb, to the to the uterus, where the little babies, the embryos, were in the womb of the mothers, even from there says the verse, they were singing Shira praises to Hashem. So that's what Rabbi Kiva does with this verse. Therefore, he doesn't use it to tell us that depending on the number of the people, how bigger or how better should be the praise. The goes back to Rabbi So if you don't you agree with this beautiful teaching of ravi Meir? So says, yes, but this teaching of Rabbi Meir is based on the end of the verse. But at the beginning of the verse, when it says, so, 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 the, the, the teaching of Rabbi Meir is from the end of the verse that says, from the source of Israel. But the beginning of the verse, which says, in congregations, that you don't need it for the teaching of Rabbi Meir. So, therefore, you can learn from that the alaha, that the bigger the number of people eating, the better the zimun should be made. But says the Gemara, we don't follow this, we don't follow Rebiusi Glili. rather it doesn't matter how many people, 10 and more, up until millions, you always say the same zimun, only using the name of Elohim Elokeinu. The Gemara tells us a story, Ravina Berav these two rabbis, Ikhlo Leber Rosh They went to eat to the house of the leader of the generation, Rosh Galusa. Come, Rav Hama. Rav Hama stood. They came Avimea, And he was trying to see if we can get a hundred people to bench, to make the special zimun that you say when there's a hundred people. O'MALE RAVINE, RAVINE Sel, LAW TZIHES. No, forget about it. Why are you bothering? ACHEMAR ROBE, ALAH Rabe already passed in, and it wouldn't make a difference. It's a hundred, a thousand. We only say the zimun of ten people. Omar Ravi tells us a different valacha. When we would eat bread in a meal of the reshgalus, of the leader of the generation, mevarhiman we would make small groups of three people, and we would make a small zimun of three people. Says the Gemara, believer who you why would you do such a thing? If there are so many people eating, at least get 10 people in each group and make a Zimon with an Emelokainu. Says, oh, no, Shama Resh Galusa, the Now, No, because if you make a zimun of 10 people, he will realize, the leader of the generation, that we're making a zimun in his meal and who will cross with us. So we need to make it secretly, quietly and only small groups of three people. says, Gemora, venivkun beverkas or de resh galusa. But why Rabbi would do such a thing? Why wouldn't he wait until the very end of the meal? And then when the resh galusa the donation would bench out loud, let everybody be included in his zimon. And why would Robbie make small groups of three people? And also by that, losing the opportunity of answering the zimon with the name Elokeinu. says, Gemora, no. I did the avushu, so since was very, very nosy, alma, because all the people over there, loshimoi, they wouldn't be able to listen the benching of the Resh Galusa. So two Allahas we come out from here. First of all, that if somebody is gonna make the Zimun, for you to be Yoitzi, to be uh, included, to, to be able to fulfill the mitzvah of Zimun, you need to be able to to, to to hear the person benching, the person making the zimun. So because of a hit, they wouldn't be able to hear him. And it's not enough just to hear the very beginning of it. They would have to hear... The entire blessing uh, up until the end of the Birkas Azan, at least. If they would be included for the entire benching, they would we'll have to hear the entire benching. But according to the Allah, that we have to hear until the end of azan, uh, Baruch Hashem Azan is a call. So the beginning of the Zimun and the first Bracha, a person has to be able to hear it. So if you're not able to hear it, then you will be yoytzi. So that's why Robert preferred to make small groups of three people. Now the question is, but why didn't he make groups of 10 people so he can make a full benching with the locano? He said, no, because he's gonna hear us and he's gonna get cross with us. So also from here, we learn that since Zimon with the name of Lockeino is only the Rabbanan, is only Rabinikli, and to embarrass and to make feel bad the galusa would be a bad thing to do, an offense. So therefore, he was allowed, he was permitted to for f- to not to do the Zimun of ten people and to just do a small zimun. Uh, another Allah of Zimun, Amar Rabbah Tosfo. Rabba Tosfo to, to to said, the three people that ate bread together, the and one of them didn't wait to make the Zimun. He just benched on his own so then, when the other two finish their meal, if the third one is still there, now the other two can make a zimun. And the third one that he already benched, he can answer the zimun of the other two. So they have three to make a zimun. The, those two can fulfill the mitzvah of zimun. But the third one that he uh, had already benched, even though he's able to answer, but he's not considered to be the mitzvah of Zimun, the efficient Zimun lemafreya, because Zimun doesn't work retroactively. So he is okay by answering to the first two, but he himself wouldn't fulfill the mitzvah of Zimun. And just to end up this uh, first part of the recording, the 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 Gemara brings the last part of the Mishnah, that Rabbi Ishmael, when Rabbi Kiva said in Shul, we say, Barhu et Hashem. Rabbi Ishmael added to Rabbi Kiva, it's not enough in Shul, whether the chazan or the person make, get, getting an aliyah just to say Barhu, just to say, Barhu et Hashem ha-mevorach. Bless Hashem, the blessed one. So the Gemara tells us a story, Ravram our papa, this rabbi, Raphram, the son of our ikla lebei He went to the Shul, De Abay Givar. That was the name of the place, and when he went to that shul, Kam, he was given an aliyah, kara besifra, and he was reading from the Sefer Torah. Instead of saying Hashem <laughs> he only said Amar <laughs> Hashem. He didn't say the word <laughs> He said Bless Hashem. and then he got quiet. without saying the word the one that is blessed. Ash but everybody. Responded laudi, Barhu is a No, you have to also say the word Amavirah. So amarove So Robitol Raphrambar Papa. So this is a little bit of a nickname they used to tell the students. Pasya Uhma means a black vessel. So look over there in the footnotes. Why sometimes they would call them with these nicknames? She so you say Badi Plukta lamalach. Why you need to get involved in such a dispute between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Ishmael? Because even according to Rabbi Akiva, that he in the Mishnah only said, Baruch Hashem, he would agree that if you say a Mevorach, it would also be good. So why you have to go like one side and not like everybody? You should have said, Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hu Hashem, and Mevorach. And not only that, but we already got custom the universal custom is to follow Rabbi Ishmael. You have to say Baruch HaShem So we're starting the new Mishnah in the bottom of page Nun Amod Gimel, Shach, Luke, three people that ate together, Enon They are not permitted to separate because they already have an obligation to make a Zimun. And the same thing, four or five,
1: even though
0: three don't need the fourth and the fifth, but everybody already has a responsibility to make a zimun everybody has to remain together until they bench Vav, but six nechlaken, we saw this at the beginning of the page six they can already separate because they can make two groups of three Ad Asara and this continues until seven eight or nine people but then once they reach ten they cannot split because they have the zimun with the name of Hashem the Asara Therefore, all the way up until 20, that only by 20 they can split into two groups, they have to remain together. Shtei a different topic. Two different groups, Shayo eating together in the same house. If some of the one group can see some of the other group, if they want, they can join a simon together. They're not obligated, but they could. But if nobody can see anybody from one group to the other, each one has to make their own simun z- separ- separately. And the last case of this Mishnah, In those days, wine was very concentrated, was very, very heavy and strong. So people when they were ready to drink it, they would dilute it, three portions of water and only one portion, only 25% of the wine. So says Rabbi Eliezer, you cannot make the blessing on the wine before you dilute it with water and then it is ready to be dr- drunk. The Hagem in the Gemur is going to explain what is the basis of the argument, according to them you can say the Brach of a and even in such type of wine completely concentrated. Now, going back to the beginning of the Mishnah, ask the Gemara, why do we need a second Mishnah telling us that the three people that ate together, I cannot separate because I have to make a Zimun? Tonin was already taught at the beginning of this chapter. Three people that ate together, they have a responsibility to make a Zimun. This second Mishnah came to include a different case. Kya, the Amar like the case that Rabbi Ava taught in Neymar Shmuel, Gimech, three people, they sat together to eat together, lo achlo, even though they didn't finish to eat a kazais, they just they made a moitzi together, they hardly have eaten anything. And Rashaim Since they started the meal together by saying a moitzi, and only a little bit of a piece of bread, they already have a re- responsibilities. consider their eating together, to finish the meal together and make a zimon and bench. This is why we needed this second Mishnah to include a case. This case. Lishna this is a second version of what we can say that this Mishnah came to include and it's a second opinion. What will Yraviava say shmuel this is the meaning of the Mishnah. Three people that sat down together to eat a meal. Even though each one brought their own loaf of bread, each one brought their own sandwich, or hamburger, nevertheless they are considered like they having a meal together and they have to make a zimon. Inami and the third case, that we can say, this is what the Mishnah came to include, is following the, the teaching of Ravuna. The Ravuna, Ravuna taught the following, Gimel Sheva'o, Gimel Chavurois. There were nine people eating separately. One table, three people, one table, three people, and one table, three people. Look, we can find this case in a simcha, bar mitzvah, a wedding, that you start in a certain table, and then towards the end of the meal, you move and you sit in different table with different people. So initially there were three people in each table, and then one of each table left, and now in a fourth table there are three people, each one coming from a different table. So says Rabuna and Arishan Lechalek, they now acquire a new chiyuv, a new, a new responsibility, because they, hi- they already had the responsibility to make a Zimun, now they are together, these three people in a new table, they are not allowed to, be to separate, and they have to make a zimun in the new table. Now the G'mon is going to clarify the case of Ramona. So as I explained previously, this is only when each one of them came from a group. So there were three groups. Each one came from one of these three groups that three people ate in each of the groups. And therefore, each group on its own had already a hiob of a zimun. Omar Robe, but Robe even clarifies further Omar Anila de lo akdimu anach ve'azmun alayu but this bedukhtayu, this that the new group has a new chiv to make a zimun only applies in the case when the previous groups they didn't make a zimun aval azmun alayu bedukhtayu but if already before they came to the new table each one of these three people had already answered the zimun in their own table so even though they're now sitting in a new table and they haven't fully benched, they only answered the zimun previously the zimun had already left them soon it's going to be approved from a different uh, topic and they cannot make a new zimun so look over there in the footnotes there's many questions, and this is where Rashi explains the alaha. There's many questions to be asked. And the way Rashi understands it is that they already met a zimun previously. These three people came into the new table, and therefore they cannot make a new zimun. And the, some ask, so what is the hidush? It's kind of, they already answered the zimun. Some explain over here that even if they eat, again, each one of them, a new kazait, nevertheless they cannot make a new zimun because they were already included in the previous zimun when they initially started the meal no, but Rabbi said but in the case that they already made the zimun previously obviously now they cannot make a zimun Omar Rabbi what is my source, my basis for this that if they already answered the zimun previously they cannot make a zimun now? This nan A Mishnah has to do with in uh, with the Tuma and Taira. Mita. There's, so there's a general rule that people, foods, and utensils can acquire impurity, Tuma. So says the Mishnah over there: if there's a bed, Mita Shenigneva, Hatsia. Half of the bed was stolen. So the owner only was left with half a bed. So since half of a bed is not considered as so utensil, you cannot you cannot sleep on half a bed. So there, therefore, if it was had tuma, now the tuma goes and it becomes pure. Or she of the hatzia, or a similar case, but instead of instead of being stolen, just somehow it got lost, half of the bed. Or she halkoachin. Or if this bed belonged to two brothers and they split it into two, or shoot him or two partners, So as we explain, now it's a pure tower because you cannot be used as a utensil. Now says the Mishnah, but if for some reason the other half comes back <laughs> and the other half makes their the other half and you build it together, now it's a proper bed, mikavel or Says the Mishnah, from now on goes back to be considered a utensil and it can acquire from now on tumor if it becomes in contact with some, something impure. You see from here that only from now and on onwards it can acquire tumor in, yes, limoferioloi, but retroactively it had already lost the um, status of being impure. So Alma Kevan de Pargua, Parachletuma, we see, because it was split, so the Tuma went away, the impurity went away, mina from it. Ahanami, so the same thing, Ravi applies this to the loss of Zimun. Kevan de Asminalayu, once each one of them had already made a Zimun previously, Zimun Minayu. So the, the um, alaha that they are required to make a zimon already leaves them, and they don't acquire a new alaha of making a zimon based on the previ- on the fact that previously they had eaten food with some other people. Moving on on the Mishnah, the Mishnah said that two different groups eaten in a room, but they, they, depending if they can see one another, but if they don't. They cannot join for the zimun, says the Gemara. Brings a bride. Zatana In shamash benehem. Nevertheless, if there's a waiter that he is bringing food, the same person to both of the, these two groups, even if they're not able to see one another, shamash metzarfam. This waiter can join the both groups, and they can make, make a zimun together. Now the last case of the Mishnah. In the, the Chachamim. If a person can make the bracha of repreogafen on undiluted wine, Tanrabanas, as the Gemara brings a brisa, yain wine, achelonas an before you you dilute it with water, el mevarkim alav repreogafen, you cannot say repreogafen. Why? Because it's so concent- concentrated, it has not reached the level of uh, being a better uh, drink than grapes. So you cannot say It still keeps its level of a fruit, like a grape. And you say like any other fruit. Not lean Yadayim. And then a second Alaha, that a person cannot do Nethilas Yadayim, washing his hands, neither with wine, neither with oil. But since this is concentrated wine, and because it's not diluted it's not considered wine so it's considered like any juice so you're allowed to do with any, any fruit juice But once you dilute it with water you can already say it's already prepared to be uh, drunk so you can drink it and now, once it's considered wine, you cannot do with it. This is that he makes a distinction between undiluted wine to diluted wine. We saw in the mission disagree. Even in its state of concentrate, you can already what a paragraph on it. and Therefore, since it is considered wine, you cannot wash your hands using this wine. Okay, this is a Braisa. The Gemon asks a question. Keman asked the Amar Shmuel. Shmuel taught the following Allah. Adam called A person can use bread and use it for different purposes besides eating it. Eat, eat, eating it. So Keman, who would allow to use food and now it's even bread. Not for what its purpose which is just to eat it, you can use it for different purposes. So it must follow even Rabilezer's opinion that in concentrated wine you can do Nutilazia dai. Now going back to the status of this wine, When you're gonna use the wine for a blessing, whether it be Katamazon, a kiddush, Wedding, uh, Brismilla, Shane Me Barchimalab, Acheiten Mami. You cannot use this undiluted wine, this very concentrated wine, in any occasion that you make you need to use wine for a blessing. Maitaima, Bina We are required when you use wine for an c- occasion that I mentioned for a blessing, that should be mitzvah min a has to be a very, very the best way you can do a mitzvah. So such a wine is not the best way of wine, and is not considered the best way of doing a mitzvah with it. So the Gemara goes back to Chochomim. How come the sages hold, you can say, in such a non-diluted wine? So Amar Avizera, chazile, so there was a drink with this heavy undiluted wine That it would mix with it honey, pepper, some clear water and some balsam oil and Because the main component of this drink was this undiluted wine So therefore you could separate a paragraph just like that Continuing the topic of the proper way to deal with foods. banan. It was started in the Brisa. Arbat four things, Nemrube Paz, were taught regarding how to treat, how to handle bread. First of all, Emanihin Basar Hai Ala You shouldn't place raw meat on bread because it's going to cause the bread to become disgust, disgusting. Then, Mavirim Kois Malé Ala Also, don't uh, handle a cup of wine full and pass it on top of bread because it my end up spilling the wine on the bread it's going to ruin it. Third thing, and also you shouldn't throw bread. Also, you shouldn't, like today we have a gloves to lift a, a hot pot. So in those days, so even nowadays, if you don't have a towel or something to hold on to a very hot pot, you shouldn't take bread like a pita and use it as a glove to lift of your, your hot pot. It's not a proper respect to the bread. So the Gemua, this is the price. The Gemur is going to tell us a story. Ameymaru These three rabbis, they were eating bread together. and they brought in front of them dates and pomegranates. Shakal mazutra, all of a sudden, the, uh, this, uh, this tena. So according to Rashi this tena is a, um, a piece of cooked meat. So Marzuta took the cooked meat and he threw it to Ravashi. Omole Ravashi was surprised by him. Lo don't you hold le tanya the following brisa in zorkinesau ichlin. you don't you shouldn't throw food? How come did you throw meat on my plate so that's a the way to explain it obviously if he's gonna be got uh, disgust, disgusting you shouldn't but he threw it on the plate of ravashi and nevertheless the sabrasa shouldn't do that he says no I either pass, no that you shouldn't throw something it's only regarding bread now look in the footnote that is very strange this way of understanding the Gemara because if what he ended up throwing was the meat so why the story has to tell us that they brought in front of them dates and pomegranates so therefore there's those that changed the text and they said that what they ended up throwing was really one of the fruits okay so he said that provision of throwing is only bread but other food would be okay So then Sir Rav Ashi asks, No, there's another Braisa teaching that just like you don't throw bread, you also don't throw other foods. So what would you do with the following Braisa? There's a Braisa, that's exactly the opposite. That even though you don't throw bread, you do throw food. So we have to say, for them not to contradict one another, have the meat. The mummies have a middle mummies, depending. If it's gonna become run, spoiled, disgusting, you can't. But if one, like he did, that the meat was a cooked meat and he threw it in his plate, then okay. So just to summarize what we just learned in the these teachings, there's three levels, and I'm, I'm ba- basing myself. Oh, in the footnotes of the asko there are three levels one level is bread bread you should treat it with respect even if it won't get ruined you are not allowed to throw bread that's there's many opinions in the Rishonim how to learn this Gemara, but look in the footnotes in the asko that's the way they're learning it that bread you should never throw bread even if it won't, won't come disgusting then other foods like meat or other type of fruits, you can throw it if they won't become uh, disgusting but the last level if by throwing something is going to become disgusting is for sure forbidden no matter what which type of food it is and we're going to bring uh, the is going to bring a brisa teaching the same principle you can make uh, a fountain that it uh, circulates wine in the pipes of the fountain in in, in Hassanat to Vekala as a sign of prosperity and abundance. Now, the Zorquilif name, Klios Vegozim, and you can throw, just like we do over here in Simchas in a in a Bar Mitzvah, you can throw, like, over here we throw candy. So in those days, when they're walking in the street, you can throw to them either toasted. Uh, grain or uh, walnuts. But when, says the price of a Only in the summer, that in Israel, not in South Africa, but in the summer in Israel, it doesn't rain. So the streets are dry, they, they won't become disgusting. I love a lot but not in the rainy days, because then it's muddy, and even though this is hard, toasted grain or walnuts, nevertheless with the mud are they going to become disgusting that you can't in rainy days Have a lot, and even in summer days says the Braisa uh, gluscawis but you cannot throw in front of people gluscawis so some explain gluscawis to be uh, bread rolls but it would make more sense that's the way others understand Rashi that maybe this is referring to some sort of mezzono, some, sort of, some sort of cake Loving that you cannot throw n- not in summer, not in winter, not in rainy days, not in s- dry days because these things, even if it's dry, they're going to become disgusting. So this is a lagle maize. If you want to throw to a chassan, to a bar mitzvah boy uh, candy or something in shul, you have to be very careful. That is something that is hard and has like a wrapping that is, you don't, it won't become disgusting. But to throw anything of food that is going to be discussed by throwing it is forbidden.